No mai, Heidi Mikey, Tano Hortaka. You are on the panel RNZ National Wallace Chapman with you and a big thank you to Guy and Espen for hosting the show last week. Now, uh, State High 56, Manawatu, Whanganui, it is flooding. The road is now closed between the intersections of Tane Road and Alv Road due to flooding at the Manawatu River Bridge. Uh, please use an alternative route. On the show, after more than a decade, pen has been put to paper with the signing of the free trade deal with the European Union. Immediate tariff elimination for goods like kiwi fruit, wine, onions, apples, manuka honey. What does it mean? Also on the panel, we use a lot of technology in schools compared to schools overseas. Does it replace actual teaching? And the Salvation Army is at capacity and what it can provide, such as such as the increase in the cost of a food parcel. Uh, a food parcel that was $60 last year is now 160 We talk about that. And 30k per hour speed zones. As litter fuse, we discuss, our panellists will have views on that to be sure. And here's a Monday thought for you. What band came to play at your school, was it this band? Don't walk away from me, I'm not the kind that likes to be put down. Don't leave me standing here, I'm not the Yeah, well, I popped it up on Facebook and it got a huge response. So let's bring it to the panel. The band that came to use your school. Can you recall? Text me 2101 or email the panel at rnz.co.nz. By the way, if you want to go back and have a listen, the panel is on iHeart, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. With me this afternoon, Joe McCarroll is the editor of NZ Gardener. Kia ora, Joe. Kia ora, Wallace. And Mark Knopf Thomas, the chief executive of the New Market Business Association. Mark, welcome. Kia ora. It's lovely to have you both in. We are just waiting uh, for our first guest, who happens to be an Australian guest. It's quite an interesting story, this one, but I don't want to. I want to make it a bit of a surprise, so I won't tell you what it is first. So we have a bit of time. So why don't we jump in first to our "I've Been Thinking," Joe. Take it away. What's well, been on your mind? What's been on my mind is buying tickets because I've been buying a few tickets recently. I bought um, tickets to a FIFA game and I bought tickets to a play. And in both instances, the buying of the tickets required me to download a specific and a different app. So there is an app for that ticket provider and each one has their own ticket provider and FIFA has its own app. And it felt Really pretty complicated, and although I'm sure I'm, you don't need to text in, so that's to prevent ticket scalping, I'm sure it's also just an opportunity to data grab, and it felt, oh yeah, I just felt a bit cynical mm. about it. I felt like it was, you know, a complicated process. There was nothing you could you could email or print. Um, every every person coming to the game or to the play had to have the app on their own phone. Yeah. You couldn't hold all the tickets. I just felt I thought there'd be people who were completely disenfranchised by that. They wouldn't be able. To get hold of a ticket. I don't think FIFA has any paper tickets at all. It's completely got to be on your phone on the day. So good luck if your battery's flat. Mm. That's a really great point. We may uh, follow that up, actually, because it's not good enough, Mark, eh? It's just an impediment. And if you um, are someone who is not familiar with digital stuff... Mm. 
I think I think we are moving more and more to everything being digitised, but I think there should be some universality around that. So there is an app which feeds, you know, does all things to all different providers, which is a bit of a problem. But no, there is a, always a sense of data being grabbed. Actually, I did a thing yesterday. I downloaded a, an HR law document update thing, 10 past nine this morning. Uh, g'day, is that Mark? Yeah, cool. It's Adam here calling from Sydney. It's like, oh, God. I thought sales call straight away. I thought, well, mate, it's not Monday morning. Give me a break. But it was just Let me have straight my onto it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's early in Australia. Yeah, yeah. He must, Nine o'clock up, here. he must have been up at, like, I don't know what time. God. But anyway. So what's the solution then, Joe? Well, I sort of agree with Mark. I don't have a problem with doing it on your phone. It's very convenient. But I wish there was one app that you mm. could do it all with. Uh, and I wish... You know, it, I, I wish there was a way that you could hold tickets for yeah. your friends and family. Okay. I don't think um, mm. I don't think that would cause yeah. any security nice. issues. Very good. I've been thinking. Mark, we'll um, hold yours for now and we'll come back to yours because yours is a good one also. But there's been a lot of response already about what band came to your school. Citizen Band played Pukakui High School back in the day. I still have a rough version of it. Tramline, 1973. Winner of the Battle of the Bands that year, uh, Wallace, in the early 80s, we were lucky enough to have the Mockers, the dance exponents, at Selwyn College. Very good. All right, and someone says, great point on the FIFA uh, issue as well. But I want to get to this. Something pretty big happened in Australia in the last few days, and it had everything to do with this song. The world record was smashed in a mass line dance at the Big Red Bash in remote Birdsville, Australia, population 110. It's a famous event. People from all over Aussie and around the world came to line dance to the Nutbush City Limits by Tina Turner. Helen Taylor, co-founder of the Australian Book of Records, was on site to ensure it ran smoothly. With us is Greg Donovan. He's the organiser and founder of the Birdsville Big Red Bash. Greg, welcome. G'day. How are you going? It's wonderful to have you here. So, what was the number of line dances you got to? Well, it's a crazy number, but uh, people don't believe it, but it's 5,838. Say that again for us, Greg. 5,838. Outstanding. Yep. Can you can you can you believe that, Mark? Oh, you've got five, you've got nearly six thousand line dancers, all line dancing, to the same thing. It's just the ultimate respect for the Queen of Rock. I reckon it's fantastic. So I hear the rules were really strict. Greg adjudicators actually wandered the rows of dancers to ensure that every step was completed. Yep, that is correct. It is uh, it's quite a rigorous um, process to actually officially be certified as a sort of a world record, and uh, that is one of the uh, that is one of the things. So we have sixty rows of a hundred. We had about six thousand, or just over six thousand people doing the dance, and each row uh, had a marshal and officials wandering up and down their row, and anyone who wasn't dancing it properly was uh, out of step or just not doing it at all properly. <laughs> They were excluded from the count, so I think uh, out of the out of the six, just over six thousand people, there was probably you know one hundred and eighty or something like that were excluded because they had no idea. Yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing Kath and Kim in my head actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be part of it, so and that's one of the reasons I didn't do it because I'd be one of those 
hundred ladies that didn't do it properly. Greg, this so, is amazing. Anyway. We've, got, we've got a panel here, Joe. Greg, um, I just wondered what the mood was like. I've watched a few videos of it, and actually I thought it looked a little bit moving. You know, people were yeah. really showing up out of respect for Tina Turner, Absolutely. who Australia just holds so close to their heart and vice versa. And I just wondered what the mood was like on the day. Oh, look, it was one of the most uplifting, special experiences. Everybody, uh, it was a very emotional move, but it was, uh, you know, it was really happy and, uh, and joyous to be coming together. I mean, we, we have people come to this festival. They come from every town, country, city, state in Australia. They come from everywhere because we're in the middle of nowhere. So they have to come from, they come from everywhere. And we have some come over from New Zealand as well and, and from overseas. And to have them all come together... Uh, and all dancing time, uh, just the mood was just amazing. And, uh, you know, people came dressed, so many of them come dressed in Tina Turner wigs and all sorts of outfits, so the vibe and just the whole the whole atmosphere was, uh, you know, something that was electric. Yeah, fantastic. So I know that Tina Turner was loved globally by everybody, but she did have a special thing in Australia. What what do you think was, what's behind that special connection between Australia and Tina Turner? Yeah, well, I guess, uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things there that, that are special with Australia. I mean, she was the, uh, she was the uh, singer of um, Simply the Best, which was a real signature uh, anthem, if you like, for the uh, Australian Rugby League um, back, I think, in the 90s. And that was, a, that was the most successful campaign for Australian Rugby League, herself and Jimmy Barnes coming together and uh, with her simply the best thing. And, you know, she's she's very much remembered for that by everyone across Australia. And, of course, you know, a song, The Nutbush, um, you know, it's got a very Australian thing, the dance that we do. I mean, we say we break a world record, but pretty much only people in Australia do this dance. Uh, and it came out of the school systems in the early 70s. And, what? You know, people had to, yeah, <laughs> Did it? It came out of, uh, well, it was people were doing this dance for their physical education. It wasn't at that stage, part of the nutbush, but they were doing this sort of line dance. And, you know, they called it the Madison or something, and they were just, just step this way, do this, do that. And then someone got the uh, someone must have got the idea to do that Madison dance while nutbush was playing, and it sort of worked really well. And it's sort of one of those things that just caught on, you know, went a little bit viral. And yeah, you know, this is back in the seventies. This is so extraordinary. This is a real part of Australian history, and here we are. If you're just doing. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I, I remember, you know, as a young young fellow, uh, I think back in about 1977, I remember doing the dance at the disco <laughs> at the local uh, RSL club. You know, uh, every RSL club had a disco. <laughs> and when the, when the Nutbush City Limits come on, everybody started doing this dance. So, yeah, it's been going for a long time in Australia. I want I mean, to know, I would love to know, Greg, uh, why, I mean, I mean, I looked up images of Birdsville, population 110. There's nothing <laughs> there. There's nothing, it's just, there's just... There's yep. a fence. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it is. It is absolutely in the middle of nowhere. It's right in the middle of Australia, pretty much. It's on the edge of the Simpson Desert. Uh, there's this massive, big, uh, 40, 40 meter high red sand dune, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, how do you get eleven thousand people to come to the middle of nowhere? They've got it's to drive. Amazing. Everyone, the average person would drive four thousand two hundred kilometers to get here and back from wherever they're coming from. So what? But I think. Wow. Yep, yep. What? So it's just the love, the love of Australians to to explore the country and get to the out, head to the outback. You know, the red dirt. It's a really amazing, uh, you know, landscape and atmosphere to be out in out in the outback in the country. And yeah, you know, look, Greg, from New Zealand should think of coming because you don't really have an outback out there. I was just well, thinking, do we, New Zealand, do we have an outback? Um, this is on my bucket list. I'm getting quite emotional about this. I, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. 
I'm 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 going to come to Birdsville, Greg. Everybody should go to Birdsville. <laughs> and Greg, do we have time to learn the dance before we come next year? Well, I think so. It's not a super complicated dance. A few moves and, um, you know, it might be catching on in New Zealand, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, I'm sure a lot of Kiwis would know, know it because, you know, a lot of Kiwis, are, you know, we, we're pretty close neighbours. Um, we are. And, uh, you know, we share a lot of uh, culture and a lot of uh, a lot of things and I'm sure a lot of people uh, would have brought it across the ditch and vice, vice versa. So, Greg, yeah, on behalf of all of us... Uh, at the panel, and on behalf of all of New Zealand, congratulations mm. on setting the world record uh, for the Nutbush City Limits Dance. Yep, uh, thank you very much. We'll uh, have another crack at it next year, I think. Very good. That's Greg Donovan, the organiser and founder of the Birdsville Big Red Bash. What a story. That's awesome. I'm going to be YouTubing that tonight. It's actually quite a beautiful uh, It's actually very picturesque. The image is stark. Nothing there is a pub fence. It's powerful. Yeah. I just have a little um, personal side note there because one of the reasons why Tina Turner is so beloved in Australia is, of course, she was in Mad Max oh, 3. Oh, Mad Max, yeah. And, yeah. and I was also in Mad Max 3. Were you really? Mm, I'm one of the kids in the desert. No. That's yeah. fantastic. True hang story. On, hang on. You, Joe McCarroll. Yes, Joe McCarroll. Look editor, at my IMDb. Editor my editor of, of New Zealand Gardener. Uh, esteemed journalist, That's commentator, panellist. Was in... I am one of the children of the desert in Mad Max 3. How on earth did you get that? I feel a personal connection to Tina wow. Turner for that reason. Although they filmed her scenes in Kubipedes, I believe. That's... Do you recall much of it? Yeah, of course. I was about nine. I was Tell like... us about it. Well, we, we had costumes that were made from the skins of feral cats. Wow. And we were covered in like an um, um, a, 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 um, ochre to make us look muddy. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, we don't have time just, wow. before the news well, to get it all no. into it. Joe McCarroll, uh, editor, NZ Gardner, uh, was in Mad Max. Uh, really enjoying a lot of uh, about the 30K zone and a lot of come through about what band came to your school and played. Uh, Linda says, ACDC. <laughs> Came to my school on the 9th of December, 1976. It was a good concert. Keep that coming. Text me 2101. You're on the panel with Mark Knopf-Thomas and Joe McCarroll of Mad Max 3. <laughs> Love it.